Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I'm your not-really-host, Angie Furnot, and this is the week of May 12th. With me, as always, are my favorite co-hosts, Anonymous Android, Chris Randazzo. Summon the suit! Billboard of Lies, Karen Randazzo. Uh, Punching noises. And soon to be here, but not here quite yet, my wonderful husband, Evan Goldstein, who left me in charge so everything will go down in flames. But aside from that, how are we doing, everybody? I have breaking news. Yeah. Oh, my breaking goodness. Breaking news? As of 40 minutes ago, Law & Order has been renewed for another season. You're shitting oh, me. Law & Order, God. SVU, and Organized Crime will return for new seasons this fall. <sighs> Boom. This is Beautiful. not a news episode. This is not... This is not a news episode. Oh, yeah, it's episode 252. Tonight we're going to be talking about Moon Knight, so get your freaking moons ready. Praise be to Khonshu, all that good stuff. We will not discuss till Evan gets here, but we're going to talk about what we've been watching. Apparently some of that has been more Law & Order, Chris. Is that what I'm hearing? You gosh dang right it was. Of course it was. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been uh, pretty well sold on the new season. It's it is not Law and Order at its best, but it is also not Law and Order at its worst. Uh, it is original <laughs> recipe Law statement. and Order. It has found its groove, and I am uh, I am mostly okay with it. Um, I have also been watching a lot of classic Law and Order. Um, I'm sorry, season. that's just such a ringing endorsement. I'm mostly okay with it. It 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 makes me very happy. It does. It's like. It, it it's like a, a comfortable old pair of underwear, uh, but it's um, well that's full of holes that you should probably get rid of, but you won't. Precisely. Well, if it didn't have holes, where would I put my legs? Um, <laughs> Zing. The I still have. I still really don't like Officer. <laughs> Called him Officer Dimeize now, even though I know that's that's the character from a. Dimeizes from Cougar Town, like he's the 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 burn notice guy with the tiny eyeballs. Oh, he's, that guy! He's in this. He's really awful. Ugh. He's one of the detectives, and he's just not fun to watch at Mm-mm. all. Nope. Anthony Anderson's a good time. I don't like the lieutenant either. I've seen her in a bunch of other stuff, and I've never liked her in anything else. So, and this and has nothing fine. to do with like their characters on the show. It's literally the actors just failing to do a good job. Uh, well, I mean, the the lieutenant's kind of a nothing burger character. She's pretty much the same thing as Lu- she doesn't have much character um, mm. to 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 go on. I just don't really like that actor very much. And then uh, the de- de- detective burn notice, he's just awful. And it, it's it's a it's both actually. It's him and his character. So like his character sucks. His, his dialogue sucks. But he's also doing a bad job of delivering said dialogue. So, yeah. the 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 lawyery side of it, I, I've I've definitely 
uh, grown on me much more. I don't love Hugh Dancy, but I like him. He's pretty good. He's pretty solid. Uh, I like his assistant. Uh, it's not. A, I can't remember her name. Uh, the only name that's coming to my head is Alana DeGarza, and that's not it. Yeah, she she was great. I liked her better than the current girl, but she's pretty good too. And Jack McCoy's Jack McCoy, so can't go wrong with Jack McCoy. Yeah, especially not when he's out there quoting Adam Schiff. That's right, from twenty years ago or whatever. Pile on more of that guy. Yeah, he's. I love how much throwback to classic Law and Order his character has because. He went through two other district attorneys besides when he started the show, the the district attorney was Adam Schiff. He's just this super grumpy old guy played by Stephen Hill, and he was he was wonderful to watch. Um, and when Jack McCoy, when uh, Sam Watterson's character, Jack McCoy, eventually took over as the DA character, um, he modeled himself very much after... Like, as Jack McCoy got older, he always looked up to Stephen Hill's character, and so that comes through in his performance in the show. And, like, he's even started dressing like him, which is so great. Because uh, Jack McCoy has become a cantankerous old man, kind of. Ooh, I like is, it. It's wonderful. It's 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 great. I love Law & Order, and I'm so glad it's, it's coming back again. I was afraid this was going to be, like, a one-and-done thing, because... Nobody talks about it, but then again, I don't. I'm so far removed from network television discussions. Uh, I, I don't know how it's if it's doing well or if it's doing poorly. Uh, I know that the only stuff that shows up on Twitter about Law and Order that I see is people talking about SVU and uh, Benson and Stabler getting together or seeing each other again or something. I don't give a hoot about any of that. I. I don't care about their personal lives. I I just I want Law and Order because it's a you know let's solve a mystery every week and that's what we do. But the the classic stuff. I'm in season five now. I'm coming up to the end of season five. It's that's a really good season. I watched a I watched a weird one today. Um, that this one was about autism, uh, and it was about uh, a clinic that was abusing autistic kids. Oh Jesus! And like the depictions of the autistic kids now this was from the early this might be 94 95 i think and the depictions of the autistic kids were very like nightmare scenario in the 90s what you thought of when somebody said autistic to somebody who had never actually met an autistic person yeah so they were like now granted these were supposed to be representations of extreme cases but at the same time, they didn't really. There, I, I don't think there was very much mainstream understanding of autism. So it's very much a time capsule of like, this is what people thought autism was at the time. Right. And it's kind of crazy to see how far understanding of it has come in this amount of time uh, since this episode. But it was pretty interesting that uh, the the woman who broke the case for them, uh, who wound up rolling on the doctor. Was uh, her last name was Randazzo? <laughs> oh shit! And it all comes full circle. <laughs> Which it was. Uh, there's um a Gina Randazzo who's worked on the show for eons. So like I always like seeing that name in the credits. But it was fun to see a character get named that. And yeah, that was a good one. Uh, that was the last one I watched today. I usually get through about one a day, uh, maybe like half of one 
one a day, one every other day. Like I'll watch half of one and the half the other day, like when over my lunch break, or if I can have it on during anything that I'm doing in the background, something like that. Um, I just love this darn show. Although I think this is the end of Chris Noth. I think after this, we're going to get, and this is, was it Jesse Martin after Chris Noth? Yeah, I think, I think Jesse Martin's going to pick up. So it'll be a, not Benjamin Bratt. Oh, right. I'm skipping. Oh, I'm skipping over Benjamin Bratt entirely. You're right. Cause those are, those, those are like, as far as I'm concerned, the lowest tier law and orders because the Benjamin Bratt seasons were um where they started to try and do more of their personal lives like i think ratings had started to flag and they were like all right we need to reinvent this show to be more about these characters and so they started having way more personal life stuff in them and those like Ray's, are Ray's wife was leaving him or some crap every oh other my week God, yeah because he was gonna like he was threatening to have affairs all the time because he was like big sexy dude and <laughs> We learned a lot about Lenny's family and his daughter gets killed and Jack oh McCoy had daddy issues and there was a whole like mini series with Lorelai Gilmore in it and it was it was bananas. But I think I'm about to come up on the first big crossover, uh, which I know Evan has on the Plex because I watched this at work years ago and he got them. So I think the first crossover was right when SVU was starting which is where I think I'm at now. And it's a crossover between Law and Order, SVU and Homicide. Oh my. Yes, I remember that happening because I had a my college roommate was like super into Homicide. So. I hadn't I had I still haven't watched much of that show besides the Law and Order crossover episode. Um It's a good time. So I've heard homicide is a good time yeah i was like wow if this was taken out of context oh buddy i love homicide i like to watch homicide and moving on <laughs> that's why my friend and i used to refer to it as h lots because it was homicide life on the street ah yes oh my god because you don't just like hey what were you doing last night homicide. i was watching a homicide and this is why i don't it associate was great. <laughs> uh, so uh let's see what else has been going on in the world of uh us we just started we finished avatar okay the last airbender avatar. that is done and i'll let karen talk about uh the end of that because uh I, I would like to hear her thoughts on how it all wrapped up with finality but uh we started our next show tonight which uh we're going to take another swing at she-ra really yeah we really liked She-Ra, and the kids were into it for a while, and then they just kind of fell out of it. But that was a couple of years ago now, and their you know ability to watch TV shows has changed considerably since then. Like we've now gone through all of Korra and all of Avatar with no complaints. So and Dragon wonder, Prince and Dragon Prince. I wonder how much they even remember that. But yeah, we went through all of Dragon Prince to current. So. Uh, we're going to give uh, She-Ra another whirl because we made it all the way to the last season and Karen and I really wanted to see where it went but the kids didn't want to watch it. Ugh. And we just didn't we didn't watch it ourselves because we have so many other shows to watch ourselves. So hopefully we can get uh, through that last season this time. It'll be a, it'll I be think, nice. too, that I was holding out hope that they would want to go back to it and then too much time passed and, like, I forgot the beginning of the show. So like, yeah. I, it'll it'll be fun to to, to watch that with them. I, I think I think it'll I think it'll stick around stick around a bit better this time. 
I got my fingers crossed that after we're done with She-Ra, either more Dragon Prince exists or I can possibly convince everyone to watch Voltron because I really liked that Voltron show. You know, I never finished that. It I... finished up pretty pretty well. It, uh, it it tied things up really well, I thought. Okay. I don't know it why got a I little. Didn't... It did get a little confusing. There was like some weird gaps between seasons mm. of like, wow, you're kind of assuming that I understand what happened in between these two episodes and it seems a little vague but all in all I found it tremendously entertaining well acted well put together and it has that avatar DNA in it so like it kind of plays out similar to that show so that's that's fun that's good to know because I think I wasn't 100% sure where the show was going to go and that may have been one of the things that kind of deterred me from continuing Man, I loved that show. I loved Voltron as a kid too, and I Same. thought this was such a great reinvention of it. Love it when they take a when they take cruddy old cartoons and make them into something good. Yes. Uh, I can't remember. Did I finish? Did I talk about finishing Flag Means Death last no, time in the episode? We had not finished last episode. No, oh, and boy. we haven't. We haven't caught up because <gasps> we have been. Oh my god, you guys! Our schedules have been so opposite. So I know we're not talking about moon night the the season yet but just to give you an idea of how difficult it's been most nights evan would come home from work because it was coming out on wednesdays for us um he'd come home from work i would see him and be like did you watch moon night today obviously the answer was yes and then three days later we'd finally have time to sit down and i would watch it with him because i wouldn't watch it without him so (laughs) That's kind of where we've been, where it's just been really hard for us to find time to watch things together. And because he wants to watch so many of them together, uh, I've mostly just been sticking to, like, you know, one or two shows on my end. So I'm super boring. I'm sorry. But (laughs) we also don't hate spoilers. If you do want to spoil it for us, he's not even here. And it would be nice to know something he doesn't. Until he <laughs> Uh Well, I loved this show. I thought it was fantastic. I was. Um, it definitely gets less funny as it goes on. Okay. Um, but that's just because it's telling fewer jokes. It's. Um, it. It's never not a comedy, but it's also it's it's a bit more touching towards the end. Um, and I thought it was a, a very good character study. Uh, I I found everything that happened in it believable, um, and uh, I I kind of don't want to spoil. Okay. <laughs> I, I kind of don't want to spoil it, but uh, it was like slightly heartbreaking, and uh, I'm very curious to see where this is going to go. I think it's insane that we live in a world as much as I love it that uh, Law and Order has been handily renewed, and we still don't have a renewal for uh, this show. magnificent show. Uh, that is like number one on HBO is like the biggest show they've ever had. Really, it's got like the best reviews, like the most, the biggest numbers. Yeah, wow, it's bananas. No one understands what the hell is going on, <laughs> except Chris. You said that there was some like big streaming event. Yeah, there was some sort of event. You think up they're waiting for that, to to announce it at? Yeah, that seems to make a degree of sense, but. I I really want to know what happens next. I want to know how they uh, how they fix where they are. Oh you know, the no! Characters. So they left us with a cliffhanger. 
I mean, yeah, sort of. <sighs> it it could work as an ending, and it would be very un. I would make me very unhappy. But it's definitely. I want to see how these characters all wind up together again, and I want to see how they fix things. Oh no! Uh, oh no! They broke up, didn't they? No, yeah, don't things, tell things, me. Oh no! I things knew. go poorly. Um, Steed, why? I mean, it's it. It makes sense. <laughs> Everything that happens is like within character and makes sense, and is is definitely tragic. Like when you see what happens, like of course that is exactly what this guy would do, and it makes sense that he did. And then the repercussions of said things are tough to see um but it's great it's magnificent it was a wonderful show i'm so glad i watched it thank you karen for pointing it out to me because i was more or less unfamiliar with it before you so you're welcome i did want to ask how like the evolution of this the steed and ed relationship struck you it sounds like it seemed natural to you it did seem natural to me um it was uh i i i i have to compare it to the, uh, the the complete opposite end of the spectrum the ending of legend of korra where like and now she's with asami you earned none of that there was no chemistry anywhere but these two i'm watching the them and like i could see it going either way if being like a platonic these two dudes just love each other's company or them actually kind of falling for each other and you know it made sense to me it didn't bother me in the least well when when it actually crossed that line and obviously you know steed had some some internal struggles with it but yeah it's um i i i thought it was i i thought it was fine didn't bother it didn't strike me as surprising in the least okay i actually was a little bit surprised when they did cross that line but like surprised excited like oh they're actually going there awesome so you're saying there's a chance yes i figured uh, the whole the the whole time i'm looking at like blackbeard is into this guy blackbeard has fallen for him he was i'm not sure how i'm not sure how steed feels about it like that was that was the one that was the only side of it that i was unsure of but like the show kind of played it that way too because you know, Blackbeard's been at sea with dudes constantly all the time, and like it's it, it, that. I get it. That totally makes sense for this dude to be like, "I'll fall in love with anyone or anything." Like he is a total free spirit. Um, but and Steed like has this whole other. He has a family, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he left his wife and kids, and he's he's carrying around some he's carrying around some guilt for that. And I think he's such an interesting character. And the fact that he was willing to admit his feelings, uh, you know, in the end, spoilers, uh, it was really refreshing. It was really nice to, 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 to see. And I bought all of it, uh, 100%. It, none of it seemed forced. It was, it was a very natural and cool love story. Yay. Okay. I love that show. Yeah, it's, it's flipping great. Uh. Moon Knight is pretty good too, but we'll talk about that later. And I think that's about it, right? We're almost done with Parks and Rec. What was that? Picard. Oh, right. Picard finished up too. Oh, that was lovely. (laughs) And that was a... 
Sorry, just the way you said that. It was lovely. It had this really lovely bit at the end. I still don't understand why Q was dying, um, but they uh, the the joke I made about the Borg in the beginning, like where Picard was like, uh, they're the Borg, they're the Borg, they're the bad things, they're they're evil, and then Picard's response is, but what if they're not? Well, that was that was the thing. At that point, what was attacking the ship was genuine, and it was a whole time wibbly wobbly timey wimey thing. But the Borg effectively reinvented itself positively, what? and it looked like it was destroying the ship, but it had a very specific reason to do so. And it all it was it was very clever. But more important than that, they kind of explained a bit of like. Because Q's whole thing has always been like, I'm just going to mess with Picard. Like, that's what I'm doing. And it was like, he's like a godlike character, and even gods have favorites. And the point was to teach Picard to, like, get over his demons in his past or anything like that and become the person that he could, you know, live up to his full potential by getting, you know, letting go of things in his past and things like that. And then, like, they hugged at the end and. It was so sweet. <laughs> it was such a sweet scene. And uh, it made me very happy. And the show was very much not perfect. I mean, it's it's freaking ridiculous at times. Um, at most times. And <laughs> most of the time in a good way. And sometimes in a not great way. But it's it's all Star Trek is flawed. And I had such a blast watching this. I'm super curious about Strange, uh, Brave New World. Uh, Brave New World? Strange New Strange Worlds? New Strange New Worlds. New Worlds. I've heard really good things about it. It is a very different tone from Picard. Uh, from what I've come to understand, Strange New Worlds is... So it's aiming for the tone of the original series, but not quite so... Self-serious? I don't, would you call the original series self-serious? I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely... It's, it's, more, it's a more modern take on that, but not as... I would say not as self-serious as something like Next Gen takes it. Um, okay. It's colorful and hopeful, or what I've heard it described as, and that sounds like exactly what I want out of life right now. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, I'll take colorful and hopeful. So, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm really, really interested in watching that, uh, which is strange to say that I'm like, yeah, there's a chance I might actually watch all these Star Trek shows. I don't think I'm ever going to catch up on Discovery. I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm, it, it's it's too deep. I'm I'm I would have to catch up on what five seasons or something, and I'm not watching five seasons of it by myself. And I don't think I don't I'm think, not watching. Yeah, that think, much Star Trek. I don't think we're getting there. <laughs> Karen's um, like, no, thank you. Uh, you know, Picard was a f Picard was an exception, and I'm glad she enjoyed it enough to stick with it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see where that goes. Super excited about Strange New Worlds. Uh, and I think that's been it, right? Yeah. I think that's been it. Yeah, I think that's... That sounds like it. Sound Ooh. a little unsure. We say that like... Like that was not very much. Right? I mean, there was, there was a good bit of detail in there. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> Karen, was there anything you'd been watching, Sola? Um, oh yeah, there's plenty. Um, I guess I should start by talking about Avatar since Chris mentioned it. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was good. I liked the ending. I 
I laughed so hard at that uh <laughs> Ember Island Ember players. Island players episode where they did the play and everything was like so- mocking the whole show. <laughs> I yeah. laughed so hard. Did Jet just die? Know, they were real vague about it. <laughs> like I'm I'm like sitting on the side of the room folding laundry and watching this and laughing my like just full out very loud like barking laughter and the kids like didn't quite get why things were as funny as I thought they were and they were just kind of looking at me like what is wrong with mommy (laughs) something special in that laundry tonight kids I just thought it was very well done Um, that's awesome and the ending was you know the ending was great Um, I think the only part of it I minded a little was the like quote unquote love story between Aang and Katara only because like I realize Aang is like I don't know hundreds of years old and also like you know the reincarnated spirit of like the same person that's been around for eons but he's also like a 12 year old kid and just to watch him like try and kiss his love interest who is like a couple years older than him it was just it was just a little squicky it didn't work for me I, I will be honest, the first time I saw that, I was a little like, ooh. Um, despite like, having watched all of his growth and maturity throughout the entirety of the series, I still had, like, a little bit of a struggle being like, you're still children. Like, mm-hmm. you may have been through a lot, but, like, you're still children. And also, like, that's a huge age difference at that age. Like, uh-huh. Uh, what is the age difference between them? I actually don't know. If I'm not mistaken, let's, she was, like, 15 or so. Like I thought, that I'm she- not sure, but like Sokka and Suki didn't bother me at all because like they're just basically the same age, and they're a little bit older. And you're right, Eng's character did mature, but like physically, he didn't mature. Like, yeah, you know, I- Katara, like you know, in season three, she was wearing the Fire Nation outfits and she had her hair down and she looked like she'd grown up a little bit. And Sokka, you know, his hair changed a little bit too just like ang stayed the same physically the whole time which made me feel like he was the same age yeah which basically he was the whole three seasons was over a year right so i don't know it just bothered me a little yeah give the kid it's a always spark. bugged me a little bit too it's always been a little as as Sokka puts it in later books oogie <laughs> it's uh. always been uh kind of that way and I'm glad they kind of. I'm kind of glad they wound up together. I'm looking at a list right now, trying to find out like what's the, uh, um, what their age difference is, and like it's a countdown of things that are wrong with their relationship. And I just scrolled to their kiss at the end was weird. Like, yeah, it was. Like, that was yeah. was one of the things that didn't really work a hundred percent. It wasn't really necessary either. Like twelve and I, fourteen. Twelve and fourteen. See, she seems older. See, I, that's why I said 15. I thought she was like 14, 15 at least. And then I knew that he was 12. And he's, But he's such a kid, you know? He's yeah. so goofy. And not that not that a 12-year-old wouldn't have a crush on a 14-year-old, like especially spending that kind of time together. But it's, it's, it's just one of those things that didn't feel quite right, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I don't know that I consciously observed it until like just right now or as we're talking about it, but like 
his voice hadn't changed. He basically seemed like he hadn't gone through puberty yet, and the other two had. <laughs> and that's the difference. Yeah, yep. yeah. That, <laughs> it's like, you know, tracks. his voice was very kid-like. There was no, like, well, sense of body hair or anything. And especially in this day and age, I feel like that's just perceived as, like, almost predatory, even though, like, everything about it was very wholesome. Mm-hmm. So you're just stuck in this weird headspace where you're like, oh, man, if this was real life, it, blah, 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 you know? So, yeah, right. I could definitely see that. I, I wouldn't... I don't dive too far into that, but I've heard people make arguments about the show, like really vehemently being opposed to uh, Aang and, and um, Katara. And like, I don't really think that much about it because I'm like, it's still a fucking kids show. Like, you you know from future series that they ended up together and everything was great. <laughs> and um, I love I, I love that they ended up together because of, mm-hmm. you know, the things that they've always done in the show that kind of like foretell that they'll end up together like when mm. Katara gets the uh I love that the fortune teller she the fortune teller and then Asaka just makes an offhand remark wow I sometimes I forget how powerful a bender he is and like that was her prophecy it was like <laughs> she'll fall in love with a really powerful bender and yeah. like she just looks at him and says I guess she is and like she had never looked at him that way before because he's a kid yep um but she's a kid too so the the other thing that I I like so much about their relationship and this comes into the the play with the books that happen afterwards was like kind of the purpose of their relationship. Um, so like the next thing that happens after Avatar is that they got to pull the Fire Nation colonies out. They're pulling the Fire Nation out of the Earth uh, Earth Kingdom, right? They've mm-hmm. made all these settle- settlements, these these colonies. And they're pulling them out. And when they go to do that, Zuko goes to go and do that, and they get attacked because they've been there for almost 100 years. So right. there's generations of families that have started, and Aang believes that the only way to achieve harmony in the world is to have the four nations be separate like they've always been. And the people in the colonies convince Zuko that the they they don't want to leave and they shouldn't have to leave it's their home now as much it is as it is anyone else's and they've started families and the way that moves forward the way that ang gets convinced is katara is like you know what this is you are you're talking about how you want to preserve air nation uh air nomad uh culture and everything because you're the only one left and it's important that the nations stay separate and you don't want to lose the individuality but what does that mean for us mm-hmm. i saw the i understood uh, what changed my mind was thinking about our future you're air you're air nomad i'm water tribe so if you want to if the nations have to stay separate forever what does that mean for us and that's what convinces ang to eventually create what becomes republic city in legend of korra Wow. Backstory. I really wish they would animate these books because they're, you know, the plots are by the people who did the show. Yeah. And they answer what happened to Zuko's mom, which is fascinating. Like, and that's how they end the damn show. And Zuko's like, where's my mother? I'm like, yeah, where is this mother show? Yeah. His (laughs) entire freaking mission was like 
so much to do with the disappearance of oh please 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 i i know and i people have been telling me for years like i need to read those books and yada 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 and at the time i was like wow this shit's really expensive and now i'm just like wow i don't have time but like yes animate it please because i always manage to make time for watching tv even when i don't make time to read comics so yeah it's and it's such fascinating stuff that it was written like legend of Korra makes so much not that it didn't make sense, but it's like this stuff all tracks so perfectly with the evolution of how things came to be. Like Toph starts her metal bending, bending school, mm-hmm. which is how other people learn how to do metal bending and the whole thing with Republic City and, and Zuko's mom. And they're really, really good. I wish they would just animate them and make more seasons of Avatar out of them because they're great. But yeah. that's kind of my the, the thing with the love story. But I 100% agree with you. It was weird. Sorry. That's a, that's no, that's cool. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I liked it. It was good. Um, I'm never gonna be as as in love with it because it just didn't hit me at the right point in my life. But I can appreciate it, and I thought they did a good job with it. I thought they did. They pulled off the ending well. Um, I loved your reaction when you figured out what Ang was doing to the Fire Lord. Yay! <laughs> Because she's seen Korra, so she knew exactly what that was. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. I loved that reaction. Uh, um, also, you you um, may want to take note. We have a new uh, arrival. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Hi. Hi, oh, Evan. All right, we'll stop talking trash about you now. Good. I appreciate that. I, that's why I was keeping quiet, because I felt it in my heart <laughs> that there was some shit talking going on. At age difference, and speaking of old people, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Uh-huh. Welcome home. Yay. <laughs> so happy to Yay. be here. Evan is here. All right. Uh, so we got time. through. Chris was watching. Karen, what else did you watch? Um, finished this season of the most bonkers show on television called The Midwife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this I watched is what that Evan finale was looking last forward night. to. It was, it was out there. <laughs> Um, it uh, ended with a two-part finale um, that was like a big event two-parter about a uh, train crashing in like Into right in the area where the, the show is set. <laughs> and like three of the main characters were on the train when it crashed. And then the guy who drove the train who crashed it because he had um, either a stroke or a seizure or something and died. Um cool which is why he was no longer driving the train, but as he's driving the train and crashing it, his wife is in labor. There it is. She, That's what I was waiting and for. And she, she was like, I just want, I just can't wait for my husband to get here and, and meet our baby. Like, and the nun Ooh, is looking at her like, yeah. Oh, boy. Well. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I just love this show. There's like, it's just so fucking bonkers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you love it anyway. Really? I do. I do. Um, I hope it keeps going like a billion years. It's great. I also finished watching Julia. Oh, um, yeah. What did you think of that? Julia. Oh, my God. It's so great. Okay. Um, the woman who plays, I said this last time, but the woman who plays Julia, whose name is like Sarah Lancashire, I think. Um, is that right? Yes. Um, she's fantastic. She's amazing. Like Chris came up 
this afternoon while I was uh, watching the last episode, and I'm like, just stand here a minute and listen to this lady talk. And, uh, you know, as soon as she said anything, he was like, oh, yeah, okay. that sounds exactly yeah. like Julie Child. Spot on. Um, they just, it was a really nice uh, ending. I don't know how, how historically accurate it was, but they really kind of gave all the characters a lot of depth. Um, their uh, episode before the last one, they had a really uh, funny subplot where her she they they all had to go to New York to be because Julia Child was being honored at a gala, and um, they all went to New York. But her husband got sick and he was like couldn't go do all the things that she had planned for their their weekend in New York. And she couldn't cancel her things, so she was like, what am I going to do? You know, my husband is sick, somebody has to take care of him. Her friend, who is played by B.B. Newworth, is like, I'll stay here and, and hang out with your sick husband, uh, who is David Hyde Pierce. And the two of them um, th- throughout the season have like not really gotten along that well. They have kind of like contentious relationship. Um, sort of, I guess they're both a little jealous of the other's like connection to Julia. Um, so like they don't get along super great, but she's like, I'll stay here and I'll take care of your husband for your sake. And <laughs> the scenes with the two of them in the hospital, in the in the hotel room while he's just being sick and they're antagonizing each other. Those two, you can see why they work together. Uh, <laughs> It it was just a joy. It was like little, you know, cheers reunion between nice. him and her. Um so fun to watch. Um so yeah, Julia, I highly recommend it. Great watch. It did just get renewed, um, mm-hmm. which is good because they oh, that was like the plot of the finale episode was whether or not not the not whether or not the French chef was going to be renewed, but whether Julia was going to want to continue to do it because she was starting to get like her life was being affected, like fame not all like fame um, and just being overwhelmed and burnt out and not having enough time for all of her endeavors. She was also trying to write another cookbook at the same time as gotcha. shooting the show, and she just didn't have enough time for everything. Gotcha. Um, but so there was some question as to whether or not she was going to want to do season two. And by the end of the episode, she decides she is going to. And now we get to see that because HBO also decided to give us season two. Yay. Yay. I see what they did there. <laughs> and yet our flag means death. remains. Still does not have a season two, uh, which is. I got a mini spoiler, offers. honey. What's that? I can't oh, tell you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I got something you don't know. Um, and I think that's about it. I have been watching a lot of Schitt's Creek in the background when I am not in the office. I went back to the office two days a week, starting mm. last week, and I hate it. <laughs> yep, that sounds that right. Tracks. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and so I've worked so far three days in the office. Uh, day two, somebody uh, who I was in the office with had COVID. Oh, great. Great. Like, awesome. what the hell are we, in fact, it to, to doing? Like, to, to take one for the team so we go back to, to, to remote work? Like, I, I wish. I wish. Okay. It's not quite working out that way so far. Mm. Um, but maybe. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, my background 
TV watching has gone down on those two days because I'm trying to be a good person and not do like personal things on my work computer mm-hmm. in the office. Mm-hmm. But why? By contrast, when I'm home, in order to like be much more comforted, I'm <laughs> I watched ten episodes, nine or ten episodes of Shit's Creek today. Nice. Yeah. I was just I like, like not happy. <laughs> like not happy that I had to be at work yesterday and be exhausted. I'm um, 100% relieved. So that's about it. How about you guys? Uh, my list Hold is on. very short. We have a lot to talk about. Well, okay. Um, a lot. I'm going through the Plex. Um, in the past week, we've watched three different television shows. Yeah, oh my yeah. goodness! And listen, I told I already. Listen, processed. I gotta go get a drink. All right, I'll be right. <laughs> Did yeah. you say three different hold, television shows? Hold like, on to your butts. Whoa, yeah. buckle up. Not okay, honey. Go. Okay, this is gonna be really, really lengthy and in depth. I have been watching The Walking Dead. Yes, that's right. That's apparently all, all of it. That I've got been watching. Money. Yeah, I'm at the end of season four. I'm actually at the season finale, and I had to stop for this fucking podcast. You're welcome. That's how much I love you, because I can't stop. You guys, I'm obsessed. I literally oh like. I can't. I cannot. I don't. I don't. Oh, it's so good. It captivates me. It haunts me. It's so engaging. I don't understand why I'm so into this show, but they are out of the prison now. And this is where I started to like miss episodes the last time I was watching and like just disconnect from the show. And I have said this to Evan, I figured it out. It's because I literally couldn't handle these characters that had fought so hard for this safe space to lose everything. I couldn't deal, just could not, was not coping. No, thank you, hard pass, will not do it. But now I'm like, I gotta see this through because I'm not even halfway through the series. So fucking buckle up, buttercup. So here I am watching this show and i'm at this at the end of season four and for anyone who is familiar with this show this is the part where they're or the comics this is where they're getting to terminus and when i fell off of the show last time it was around the time that they got to terminus so that was like basically like somewhere in the next season i officially dropped off for good and stopped watching um were you this into it the first no. watch through? Okay. No, I was in the beginning. I was kind of into it, but you guys, again, I've said this and like, and, and I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself incessantly, but you know, I had read the comics and I, they were more fresh in my mind. And I did a reread right before the show had come out because I was so excited, but I had never read past the prison. So when I had done the reread, just like the stuff I experienced with lock and key, I was I had an expectation that was not being met and it just started to frustrate me. And then it got more and more frustrating as the show further deviated or made really strange choices. And I like, even now there was stuff I was watching in the prison where I remember like one of the characters picks up sewing and she takes the old prison jumpsuits and starts sewing them. And she talks about like hand sewing in the comic. And I don't know why that stood out to me, but they never did that on the show, but there's all these other details in the show. Like, like they had um like just in the garden the level of detail that they had where they had stuff that was like uh like strings and then a like a stick almost like a pig roast that was like six feet tall that would go across the top of something and it looked as if maybe there were like string beans that were going to grow up these strings that they had and it was like wow that's so clever i've never thought of something like that and they had all of this ingenuity in these systems where they just had 
like everything managed, everything had a place. They had a library, they had story time for the kids and like they had this community. And I think, especially for the stuff that I value as a person that resonated so strongly with me in a way that I didn't expect because it's a fucking television show. (laughs) But it really, it did because like I want an artist commune and like this is, you know, minus the zombies, this sounded great. Um, And you, you know what better place in a prison truly um but just like then they're overcoming sickness and you know then glenn and maggie get married and herschel has just become like this like pillar of the community who who has helped uh keep sound and reason and hope alive uh, i'm sorry sound logic reason and hope alive in this community and people just look to him and they took in all the people of woodbury and you know there's all this history now and like they just they had a place they had a home and the fucking governor comes and ruins it all and like the shittiest part that i had forgotten about was that it was because he found another camp of people and convinced these people that this was necessary and the only reason why they were successful was because they had a fucking tank they had one guy (laughs) who knew how to drive a tank and that guy mowed down the fences. And the thing that pissed me off the most was he was like, we have to take the prison. And then they start blowing up the fucking prison. And I'm like, how is this building supposed to be secure after you start blowing it up, you oh, well, fucktards? You, you didn't hear the rest of his statement. It was, we have to take the prison away from them. Yeah, no, he's actually right. Yeah. And that was the thing that I was kept really... whispering it for some reason. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> that was like one of the really shitty aspects of like what this character does. Because he's like, I want to have minimal consequences and you know i don't i don't want casualties and then rick is like pleading and he's like listen there's different cell blocks and you can see like this it's so beautifully acted like the desperation on rick's face as he's like pleading to this guy like listen you've changed i've changed we've got children here like we can all exist together and basically this piece of shit is like it's minor it's nobody's and everybody dies like it's awful and like just to see the amount of loss that they experience because of this one horrible horrible human and what he convinced a a group of people to do like it just oh it breaks my heart for these characters and so this time i've I've been like okay don't fall off the show because i said to evan i was like i don't know how i'm gonna feel about the show after the prison stuff happens because i know it's coming and then it happened and now i'm like okay i've gotten through this (laughs) here's where the characters go next and everybody split up but like you know there's a lot of characters that i know right now have plot immunity so i'm okay because they're not <laughs> supposed to die yet um but there's there's just so much i don't know and there's so many things that like i didn't remember about their experiences and what it was like for them leaving the prison and how they all handled their own trauma and the relationships and bonds that are formed from the people that get paired together and it's just crazy how it's done um and the last episode that i watched uh glenn and maggie were reunited but in the episode before that they talked about or they they had the scene where carol was in charge of protecting these two girls whose father had died because he'd gotten sick when people in the prison were getting ill and um she's looking out for these girls and one of the girls is a sociopath like she Mm -hmm. had been i remember that one yeah and and that whole story like the thing of it was like 
I mean, the parallels between what Carol had done and what she had done, like, I feel like they they had this really strong, like, you know, Rick was like, I can't have Carol under the same roof as my child, even though, you know, she's now the guardian of the kid uh, of Judith, um, who everyone else thinks is dead. Um, so she's protecting this baby now. And she was the person who killed the first two sick people at the prison. And now she has these two children and one of them is a murderer in a different way and like in her mind it's justified just like in carol's mind it was justified so the way that they draw like these parallels between these two characters yet they're still so dramatically different you know and one of them is a child who's just really fucked up and doesn't understand how wrong it all is i mean it was incredible to me to see that that storytelling and devastating to see like how they had to handle it and honestly like it's so easy to be that practical like i'm i'm a viewer of this tv show make the choice it's obvious what you need to do blah 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 blah. but like as a person who's like really heavily invested in the show that i'm watching right now and the choices the characters have to make i didn't see any other options either and it felt like carol was doing the right thing um it felt awful that she had to make that choice but like I just didn't, I did not see another option because that child would have constantly been a risk to others and like to the group. So mm-hmm. it was crazy how they like just created that scenario. And I was like, wow, the The only thing I'll say about it is I'm not, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about the fact that they were like, here, let's put this into the plot. Like, okay, guys. Wow. But they did. <laughs> And I don't know if that I was... I mean, that's that's something that show did really well is just illustrating, like, the impossible situations that people would be put in in a world like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when where you are right now, this show was legitimately still great, like, where you're watching it. There's, yeah. There's no reason to question why you're watching it, like, because it's really good television. Those... Mm-hmm. The first handful of seasons, like before it goes off the rails and starts treating its audience like a bunch of idiots, it's a really good show. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I can I can feel the approach to craziness, um, but we're not, we're just not there yet. Like people are still grounded. Um, but yeah, so that's that's it. This show, I literally though, like I can't. I I've I have it like this is the thing it's almost like what my like supernatural level of obsession like every opportunity that I can have the television on in the background while I'm doing something in the apartment right now that television is on and I'm watching the show I've even been putting down my art to watch some of the scenes because I really like some of the details like when um Daryl is on the run after the prison and he has uh Beth with him there's a part where they like grab some stuff off of a car. It's like one of the side mirrors and a piece of glass from the headlight. And later on you see, Oh, and then like the hubcaps and later on you see them like making a perimeter and hanging the hubcaps as like a sound device in case something hits the perimeter. And then she's literally like dug a hole and is lighting a fire using reflected light through the lens to magnify the light and create heat. And I was like, that is just fucking awesome. Like, I don't know if that legitimately works. I feel like it does. But, like... <laughs> it sounds I, like it tracks. I did, I've done the light through... You know, everyone did the magnifying glass shit when they were younger, I'm sure. Mm. So, like, I know light through that lens would work. But 
like reflected light, I, I never considered that. I, I, I It depends on if the, the, the thing you're reflecting it off of is concaved or convexed. And if it's concaved, then yes, because it actually funnels it. Science. Down. Yes. So yeah, that's something I did not know. Thank you, yeah. uh, Dr. Evan. Professor um, Smart Brain. Yes, there it is. Professor. Well, I burned a lot of ants when I was younger. <laughs> I wasn't fancy and had a magnifying glass. What am I, Sherlock Holmes? Yes. Every kid should have a magnifying glass. It's so cool to look at things in. Anyway, point being, um, I just really love a lot of the ways that they handle details of the show. I I think the next thing that will happen with my weird obsession will be that I'll end up going down some sort of rabbit hole where I watch things about the making of. I hope there's a ton of content about that because... I constantly think about like how much must they smell right now? When's the last time they showered? Do they have blisters? When they're dealing with fatigue, what is that like? How many days has it been since they've eaten? How many hours a night are they sleeping? Like I think, what about the bugs? One of them made a joke about lice. Like what are they dealing with? I had, I can't like, I don't know. It's just this like crazy level of obsession that I have, and I have, I've, I like, I can't. So I can't even articulate. I don't think you'll have a problem finding that kind of content of like you know behind the scenes and. And that because I feel like this was the era of television where we were really like over analyzing mm-hmm. what we were watching. Mm-hmm. Like this is the beginning of the era of the after show. Mm. So I think right. you should. Yeah, Talking Dead. Is yeah, I mean, a thing. Ta- yeah, <laughs> look up Talking true. Dead, and oh. you'll probably find all the answers you need. <laughs> I did see a few episodes of that way back in the day because <laughs> we're old now. Um, but yeah, so that's it. I just thank you for letting me just rave about that show. I can't say enough good things about where I'm at with it right now. And uh, even when I don't like the way things go down in the show, I still I still like the way that it's written. So Nice. Yeah. Okay, that's one. Yeah. Two, I have been watching for some weird reason quite a few episodes of star trek lower decks because it's great it's funny <laughs> looking it's forward funny. to that as soon as we finish uh it's funny it as hell, man oof uh, it's like um uh bob's burgers meets star trek with a sousson of archer in there sousson. wow honey um yeah what i like best about because i'm not a big star trek fan like i don't know a lot about it but the references that they make i understand i there's this one recent episode where they were talking about how um the 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 captain and the the people that are running the ship know everything that's going on with the show and then the lower decks like no they don't no like god, god forbid q shows up everything goes to hell and i was like q i understand that reference <laughs> then at the end of the episode <laughs> Q actually showed up. <laughs> um it's really funny that the like it's it's a, just a well done cartoon and the fact that it has such a a deep reservoir of of information to pull from for for like those people that actually like Star Trek and I think they're doing a great job. I I worry that someone like you Chris that has an affinity for it might like look at it differently than I do because I don't get a like I don't, I don't want to say offended but I can't think of an, any other terminology for it um I them making fun of certain things of Star Trek it's not bothering me at all I don't think that's going to bother me in the least I don't take Star Trek that seriously okay I and, and that was my worry like I, I don't know I mean I loved that episode we watched for the show okay mm-hmm. good so good. I am more was... than happy to watch more of it as soon as we're done with Parks and Rec yeah have that's... you told your dad about that show I have Okay. 
I wonder if he'll actually like it. <laughs> it's it's great. The the dynamics between all of the 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 there's so many different characters, but you you truly feel that they all belong on this this ship, and that there it's just a a neat little little cartoon. Man, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I never ever thought I would enjoy a Star Trek show the way I'm enjoying this one. Um. So yeah. I've been watching that, and then together at night, I'll call together, I'm air quoting that, we fall asleep <laughs> to Ghost Hunters. That is literally all we have been watching in this house. Yep. It's crazy. I always have to have something morbid. I just thought about this, because if I'm not listening to and that's why we drink, I'm watching Walking Dead. Like, that's, mm. I'm just, I like, oh man, I just like weird shit. Oh, I'm also in the process of trying to take Moon Knight and turn it into a... <laughs> A feature film, so we've got to do a little. How's that going? I went to. I was going to ask I, you about that. It's it's going. I'm almost done. Uh, the so the first couple of episodes were fine. Like literally, just cut off credits, cut off intro, go because they seamlessly work together. But once you hit like episode three or four ish, they sort of like blend music in there. So like I don't want to lose that stuff because a lot of that was tonal um so i got to figure out a way to make that work and i made it through two bits i got to figure out there's there's a uh, there's a rewind point that i want to do um yeah i got i got some things it's it's gonna end up being about like a no shit like a four and a half five hour movie moon Knight, the oven cut <laughs> that's that's what i'm gonna call it and it's gonna be it's gonna be just the right length so but yeah, that's what we, that's what we've been doing. That and events and comic books and art and yeah, we've been doing a ton of events, guys, and we have a ton more coming. So, yeah, yeah good times, good times. Mm-hmm. So, who was running this episode while I was not here? Um, I was, and quite poorly. So, guess what? It's your turn. Okay. Well, I guess that's it. Um, let's take a break. Because when we come back, we are going to talk about a truly an in-depth discussion about the full season of Moon Knight. <laughs> just waiting for this to be like I'm a trying to figure out if conversation. I, 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 would, I don't know how I want to lead this because like I can vomit all of the information or I can bounce back and forth with questions and things and I'll, I'll figure it out. So. A Q&A with Evan. Almost. Almost like a Q&A. Q&A about Moon Knight. Mm, <laughs> those, those vibes. All right, everybody. So this is going to be a quiz because I didn't study. No, no, oh, no quiz. I forgot, to, I forgot to do the commercials. I can actually fix this real quick. Oh, it, it is what it is. I mean, like, I avoided watching. I was. I thought about watching a bunch of the Nerdist recaps. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want to know the things that they, like, they are overt and shoving. Look at what everything you missed. The 97 Easter egg. I don't, okay. If I have, <laughs> If I have to look at something to tell me the things that I missed... I don't think I should have seen it in the first place. So I am I am differing in that opinion, and I was just looking at him pretty intensely. I'm going to look at you again now. It's the first one's up. I, I, I know, I, I know. I saw that you had yeah. that on your computer, and I had looked at that earlier today, and I thought about it, and I was like, I was going to do that. I was going to do a deep dive into YouTube, just watching stuff about the Moon Knight show, because I know so much less compared to you and that and was the, I, I didn't do it because i'm gonna trust you to be the expert in the room i want to i want to i want to see what you th- what you think about it without having that background in it so all right 
that it is. We're gonna you're gonna take a quick break, uh, and when we get back, we're gonna talk Moon Knight. Stay tuned. And now, here's a quick look at some of the other original content available now from our partners and Geekade.com. First up, Katamari Damacy is one of the best games ever made. I know, because I played it. And its soundtrack is a big part of that assertion. Why? Because, like me, it's over the top, bizarre, and incredibly lovable. Well, thanks, Chris. Chris and Matt decided there was no better way to finish off their review series than with a trip back down memory lane to give the Katamari soundtrack its proper due. Originally covered back in June 2015 by Chris Solo, now he's got a partner to re-experience all the rolling goodness with. If you like good music and witty banter, don't miss Waveback episode 149, Katamari Damacy Reroll. Oh yeah. Get all the cows. Next, our friends on the SNES podcast were kind enough to invite Chris to join them for a special episode all about one of the very best games ever made, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. What's more, he wasn't the only special guest. Greg, Joe, and Chris were also joined by Ferg from the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast and Phil, the no swear. Does he stick to that no swear gamer? To discuss what's nice. We love you, Ferg. Also, fuck you, Phil. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Phil, the no swear gamer, to discuss one of the most important and time-tested video games ever created. How did they all feel about the adventure? Find out in the SNES podcast, episode 188, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. It was super cool getting to meet Phil, like, even just online. Because I'm a fan of his work. Nice. He's, he's, a, he's a super cool dude. Did you did you swear around him? I kept it clean. What about everybody else? Wow. Though? Well, you know, Ferg, he's a real potty mouth. He is. <laughs> We're a fan of you, Phil. We're a fan. Oh. <laughs> Finally, Transformers Deadly Paradise is a storybook for children, or at least that's what I'm told. So what is happening? The art certainly doesn't help make anything more understandable, and in fact, it only raises more questions. There are constant references to pig robots, but none are to be found. A human that might be an enemy is only a Decepticon contractor with no ill will toward the Autobots. Humans put an Autobot to death without trial, and worst of all, Optimus accepts their judgment and shuts him down. And you will not believe your eyes and ears when a Decepticon is murdered! What dangers and beautiful birds await us on the deadly uh, island the Autobots find themselves on? Find out in SparkCast episode 58, Deadly Deadly Paradise Storybook. What the fuck? Genuinely. Oh, that's me. Cricket, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cricket. Line. Line. <laughs> For all of us and more from our partners, be sure to keep your eyes on geekade.com. And we're back. Thank you so much for enjoying our commercial break. Let's talk some Moon Knight. 
Okay, so I, I guess the most common question I've been asked in the past six weeks is, hey, how do you feel about the Moon Knight show? Oh my God, literally, people were like <laughs> stopping him on the street. Hey, you're a Moon Knight fan. What do you think of the show? <laughs> Where'd you that Evan guy? And like flat out, I've said it here before. I, I enjoyed it. There are things that I would have done differently, but I enjoyed it. Um, The... As a Moon Knight fan especially the, the 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 comic book version because there have been i think at least one animated version um i have gotten very used to the visage of moon knight changing constantly um the story arcs the power sets everything about moon knight had just constantly is in flux um so going into this show I knew I just had to be prepared for a show that was not totally geared for me, but geared for the, the, the common person who does not know this character because Moon Knight is not a known character. I'm willing to bet out of everybody so far that's been in the MCU, Moon Knight would be probably the lowest or the least known because oh i mean did you see eternals <laughs> there, okay but that. so the eternals as a group is a is a kirby thing so they are known in the no, comic i mean book. the post credit scene that dude in the post credit scene is probably the least known character that they've introduced the mcu so far oh oh in the the okay <laughs> thanos's brother or whatever yeah pip, well there's pit pip 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 the troll, and that dude that looks like a fox. Something this his name has something to do with fox. I don't know. Yeah, but yes. I don't know. But that okay. was like, whoa. All right, <laughs> all right. So okay, so <laughs> doing this. how about this? I, the the most least known character that they actually developed a movie around or least a television main show. There you go. <laughs> okay. Um, fair. What. I said fair. Oh, I thought yeah. you said hair. A hundred percent least least known main character. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's a shame yeah. because he's been around for a very long time. He's got some really great story arcs, um, but this show didn't do any of that, which was kind of kind of weird for me. I think I thought maybe like even an intro, like the origin story of Moon Knight is great. They sort of touched on it a little bit for a partial end of the episode. Um, but all in all, as a true, true Moon Knight fan, I enjoyed it. Um, the thing, I would have tied it more to the MCU. Um, I saw it in an article that I, oh, I'm blanking on the director's name, but he straight up said, uh, oh, no, we don't need to do that. The director from the show? Yes. Yeah, uh, we, Jeremy we, Slater? He was a creator. No. Um, he's an Egyptian fella. Uh, Hold on. Um, have executive producers, producers, and no directors. Uh, Mohammed Dab. He is. He was uh, the director for four episodes, oh, and okay. they they talked about a couple of tie-ins. Now, the first one was a, unfortunately a tie-in with the Eternals, which 
makes the most sense because they could have done a whole Egyptian god thing and they were around with the Egyptian god. Who knows? But, okay, I can see that. Um, I don't know what the other one was, but they straight out cut it from the show and there's literally one noticeable tie to the MCU that I saw and then it was reiterated to me via one of those articles hey did you see this kind of thing and that was a like in the first like one of the episodes there was a fight and he runs into a, a bus and on the side of the bus there was an advertisement for the that program the government was doing to yeah help the, the blip relocation people, the mm-hmm. relocation act like that was literally they didn't they didn't say the event they didn't say the blip they didn't say any of that stuff they didn't talk about other they talked more about other Disney properties and other even outside of Disney properties than they did about in, within the MCU which mm. I thought was an interesting and poor choice to make especially with all of the Netflix characters being available to them now and Moon Knight rolls right in with them deep in the comics so that's a thing that I would have done differently outside of that the things I would have done differently are, are are comic book related. Like I would have liked to have seen the original costume, like the the, the the normal costume. I I understand why they gave Mark Steven and then um Oh geez. Jake? Jake. Yeah, I was like, I'm not gonna say it because I know you'll get Jake, it, but I also feel weird. Different waiting. accents. Yeah. Because it's hard in live action to go well, that guy's different now because he's wearing different clothes. Like, they had to do something additional to make it like it was a different personality. I get that. Um, it was just weird that all of a sudden Jake was Hispanic. I, 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 okay, that doesn't track for me, but all right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that I've ever met a, a Latino person who's had the last name Lockley. Yeah. Unless perhaps they were a woman who, like, married... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's their married name, but whatever. Anyway, that's neither but, here nor there. But like that was the thing. That was that was too for I almost force feed that, hey, this is another personality. Boom. Um I get it. I make I, I understand it. So now as like the this the this crew that we have here varies greatly with the amount of knowledge that you guys have. Um I'm curious. I know we all enjoyed it from my understanding what did you feel about the 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 nuance those those nuances to the show the the multiple personality accent changes the costumes that morphed like that is not normal superhero stuff because like we never see batman get dressed pretty much maybe his cowl but all of a sudden, he's Batman. He's he's chained. Clearly, you had never watched Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally pulling on a like a pant leg kind of thing. Like, yes, there's the turnaround, the 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 swoosh, if you will, with the butt cheek. I and remember this that one. is the pants going over my butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> but they made it a big deal to show that the costume was mystical and mm-hmm. like intricately tied to the personalities, and that. That is not a comic book thing at all. No. 
that's fine. It's not a Moon Knight comic book thing. It's definitely a comic book thing. Oh, it's thing. definitely a comic book thing, not a Moon Knight comic book thing. <laughs> Just wanted to clarify that. Right. I thought that was super cool. I like that quite a bit. Um, I mean, when I the, like, uh, later on when they showed this, the seamless back and forth, like, I thought that was neat. That was a neat trick. I was like, okay, that's cool yeah i love that it, it allowed them to do that when mm -hmm. they were fighting at the end and like changing back and forth yeah. between the different suits like magically yeah. as they changed personalities like i thought that was really freaking cool i liked that a lot i can't think of much i didn't like about this i i actually really liked that it wasn't more intricately tied into the mcu yet because of I, I like that this stands on its own. Mm -hmm. That they didn't try and... They had enough faith in this to not, like, really tie it in. Like, oh, but look, this dude's going to show up. Or, like, oh, hey, look, this dude shows up. So is that No, it's faith? really part of it. What's that? Is that faith or the worry that it won't hold up and that it's not a tied to the... to Associated with the MCU? That literally could go in either direction. Wait, like you think they're just going to do this as like a one-off, and then like it never. So this shows was only up again? this was only slated to be a miniseries. It was actually submitted to an awards uh, thing as a miniseries, which means it cannot continue from this point. Yeah, now they, they it is a limited it, series. Yeah, a limited. They removed it from consideration for that, so that opens it up. So there's all rumors about getting a possible second season, but that has not been confirmed. Um, it's all mm. but been denied by a number of people, but you know, you told me yeah, we can't trust John any of Snow those said he wasn't yeah. coming back yeah. too, so <laughs> told me Maguire wasn't gonna be in Spider Man kind of thing. So like I feel pretty confident that Moon Knight is going to be used in the future of the I feel MCU. like I read somewhere that somebody had said that, but I guess yeah. maybe I'm crazy. But uh, the reason I view it as confidence and mm. not uh the opposite is uh eternals like when you're market when they were marketing eternals they were like no this is part of the mcu this is the next thing in the mcu no really this is part of that <laughs> moon knight's just like check out moon knight just watch it just just watch it it's that good like that was their whole marketing campaign for this like you know you look at it you look at it you see it with your eyes this looks awesome right well mm -hmm. it is watch it and that's that's all they needed to do, and, and I think that was I, I. That's why it comes off to me as confidence. Like we're going to introduce this character, and we're we're going to do it justice, and people are going to like it. And then when he shows up in future things, people are going to be like, "Oh my god, holy shit! It's Moon Knight! I love him!" Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool and a fun surprise. Like, and that's fantastic because I I was worried that the. That I was thought of it firstly the other way. I was like, man, they're trying to separate this from like they're doing like Venom, like they don't want Venom to be part of the MCU kind of thing. And I'm like, Moon Knight is a strong enough character to be part of the MCU. Oscar Isaac is just a strong enough actor. Like that man fucking knocked this out of the right? park. Mm -hmm. I mean the best I line that I saw was awesome. The the best I line was the 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 chemistry between Mark yeah. <laughs> and Steven was the best chemistry I've seen on television. Yeah, the scenes he acted with himself were so impressive. Yeah. Like, the m more than, like, Paul Bettany versus Paul Bettany in WandaVision. Yeah. Like, more than... 
I, I don't know that I've ever seen another actor act both sides of a scene that well. Uh, Tatiana I mean, Tatiana. That, yeah, Tatiana okay. Sassani was yeah. the only other thing <laughs> that came to mind. I will die and on that, that hill. But that, the fact of the matter is two. That's it. That, like, yeah, and this I think is as I think this was as good. Like this yeah. was this was at that level. Mm-hmm. This this was way better than the dude clone in, in Orphan Black. Well, um, and they did minimal. So like when he was not in costume, all of his changes from personality to personality were in the mannerisms, were yes. in stature. Where he did a Clark Kent to Superman kind of change, where Tatiana like literally physically like her hair changed, her her her. Uh, skin tone. Yeah, they were like, different physical beings. Right. Whereas, no, this is multiple personalities in the same, in the same body, and it was extraordinarily impressive. And I, 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 I didn't get what Jake Lockley's accent was. He, he I, spoke I, I just didn't get it. Didn't sound like Earthling to me. So I just <laughs> oh, he spoke like, Spanish at the end. <laughs> oh, he was speaking Spanish. Okay, yeah, yeah. I guess that that makes sense. But yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that he is. Hispanic. That just means that in that scene he was speaking Spanish. We don't know why. <laughs> well, I, okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it stands it's to reason. But we're talking Arabic. about Moon Knight. There was a giant hippo lady. Like, yeah. what, what does any of this mean? I don't know. It's it's great, though. <laughs> During the last episode, uh, I had watched it, and then Angela came in, and she was like, I knew the points of this ep- that final episode that she would <laughs> love, <laughs> and I called it the Godzilla fight. And she went, oh, my God, am I going to get a kaiju fight? And I'm like, yes, you are. <laughs> yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah, it is. I really liked Scarlet Scarab, too. I thought that that oh. th- I thought that was really well earned. That was mm-hmm. that was really that was cool. Yeah. And like, I wouldn't have known that that was a thing unless we had we didn't know we if we hadn't watched those Nerdist ones that right. kept set, showing off all the, the hints at Scarlet Scarab. Because I'm completely unfamiliar with that character. Yes, um, it, it's. I thought the so, redesign of that the the redesign of the outfit for her was perfect. super awesome, Spot and that on. fight scene was great because mm-hmm. we got it didn't just shine on her. It was like oh now we also get to see Moon Knight being completely badass, and we got to see it was a really good fight scene, and it was so earned because it wasn't like I think to the end of the Batman where the Batman was this interesting movie for like half of it and then it turned into generic superhero movie Mm -hmm. and this could have fallen into that hole where like WandaVision was a similar situation it was incredibly weird and interesting and different and by the end of it I still very much enjoyed it but it was very much you know superhero fight at the end and this I felt earned that superhero fight ending a little bit better and it didn't take it too far. It didn't go too long. It was just enough to be a really sweet reward for watching the rest of the series and being like, all right, but I really want to see him kick some ass. Mm -hmm. And then you got to see it and it was just enough to be a reward for your patience. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was handled brilliantly. The The fight scene was great. I loved Scarlet Scarab's look and the way that she moved and everything was great and I thought the Moon Knight bit where he and uh, Steven and Mark were finally working together that bit where they were just switching back and forth between the costumes I thought was just wonderful mm-hmm. so that yeah. whole that whole bit was great the 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 Layla character is an amalgamation of, of a number of different characters from yeah. the Moon Knight comic um, and they it, they did a phenomenal job 
on the the main good guys. I was a little disappointed in Ethan Hawke's performance. For me, he wasn't very menacing. Like he was supposed to be a super powerful bad guy because of that cane. Like that thing that he had, his 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 Excalibur, if you will, and I just concentrated more on the fact that he had glass in his shoes. That was weird. <sighs> like why? Like I for I think I feel like the whole thing with him was he wasn't supposed to come off as super powerful. He was supposed to come off as nice. But then and at the end, like, when they made him super powerful, and he was and he was yeah bashing that cane. Like I was like, eh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm buying it. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I guess I guess I'm with you there. Like, I didn't really think about it. And and that was the thing. Like Arthur Harrow, I will repeat, one episode, one, if, one one issue, one issue, and he was a Nazi scientist, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know where the hell this guy came from. That's okay. what I love is when they pull out these like really random ass villains, and they're like, "Yeah, this is totally relevant now." But it's it it was out of nowhere, but. It it worked. It it made a connection to the the Egyptian lore and and okay, this is where we're gonna go with this. Now, if there's an episode or a season two, maybe we'll get like a more known villain or someone more menacing, like um, like like the guy that actually they referenced him in the um. Wow, bone saw is stuck in my head, man. I'm not not having bone a good night with my ready. brain. Um, <laughs> bone saw <yeah>. is ready. <laughs> that, and that was the thing. Like, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't help myself. The the um the the backstory when they actually I can't I guess I guess it was in episode four or five where they actually showed his death and how he was sort of taken advantage of by by um Kanchu. Kanchu and and made to feel like that was the only choice he had um like they actually referenced Bushman like that was that mm-hmm. was his partner his mercenary yeah. partner that's Bushman and in the comics there is a scene where fucking Moon Knight cuts Bushman's face off awesome like re- removes Face off, and you want to take his face off? Yeah, I want to take his face off. Off. Um, you guys ever seen that movie? It's fucking hysterical. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a long time, but yes, I do remember it being fucking hysterical. <laughs> that like they they teased that, and I was like, oh, okay, let's. Oh, uh, you're not going to show me that, are you? No, you're not. Okay, bunch of dead people. All right. I mean, it's still on Disney Plus, so. Yeah, but there was some there was some rough I mean no I okay the cutting of the face off yes I understand that it not being a Disney Plus thing but like show me the sh- sh- show me the partner you didn't show me the partner you showed what the partner did and who that sounds like a casting issue <laughs> anywho um that's Sun King that everybody thought that's who this was this was gonna be um that's who Ethan Hawke was gonna play nope did not happen like and he's also come up to a bunch of what i call daredevil villains like bullseye and and whatnot but um dracula (laughs) where's my money 
Um, <laughs> Track of the big fucking nerd. Where's my money? <laughs> I don't know where that meme came from. <laughs> Random bullshit. Anywho. <laughs> Random bullshit. Go. Oh, I love that one, too. That's great. So, in, in all in all, there's still a lot left to, to, to cover with Moon Knight. And I still feel like they did a good job covering Moon Knight. Like, I would, I'm very surprised. Like, we hit episode five. We finished We finished episode five and went, this This is only six episodes? How, how the fuck are they going to pull this off? I was going to say that's one thing I was really impressed with is the fact that, like, I got a satisfactory ending, including a fucking kaiju fight. <laughs> uh, and I did not know how, like, going into episode six, I was not confident. I really wasn't. And Evan was very good at having a poker face when I was like, all right, babe. Sure, yeah. you sure you want to watch this again with me? Like, are you are you okay? Like, is it a huge disappointment? And he was like, just watch and see. And I was like, oh, I boy. knew there was a kaiju fight, and then that doesn't matter. Could've, yeah. It could have gone just to black at the end of that, and you would have been fine. Yeah, that's fair. And between that and her costume, I was like, mm, yes. I was, just, you know, like I get like the costume was great, but when I see her curled up using the wing as a a shield. Like Falcon. Like Falcon makes it. My brain goes, shoot her in the fucking leg. Yeah, like, I did. The, I mean, but, yes. <laughs> they don't do that because it, apparently Disney superheroes. <laughs> he also said to go for your legs. <laughs> Sweep the leg. Um. So the, the backstory about father and mother that tracks. That is, they they went a little bit deeper than uh, I'm used to with the backstory for that. Um. I, I'm very surprised when they push the fact that he is Jewish a lot in this, more so than I actually remember it in the comics. And keep in mind, they only did it for like one episode. Um, when everybody was talking about the casting of Moon Knight, they're like, oh, he's got to be Jewish. No, he doesn't. Like, they barely. Your talk last about name is Goldstein. You must be Jewish. But the fact that's true. But the fact is, is like, we found out in retrospect that his father was a rabbi. And that was like in another one episode kind of or one issue kind of thing. It's not it's not pivotal to the character. Um, no, but I did like that as a detail of yeah. his identity. Like I, it, I don't think it was a, an absolutely necessary detail, but I think it made him feel like a more well-rounded, fleshed-out no, character. I'm talking about the fact that the when when they were talking about casting, that the general public was like, "Oh no, it has to be cast true to form." I don't. I don't know if Oscar Isaacs is Jewish. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, oh, I see. He 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 portrayed the character beautifully. Um, the father did a good like the, that 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 family dynamic stuff there. That was only for like all of that was done really well in in an episode. Like the, the hardest hitting parts of the show was one episode's worth of information, if not part of an episode, and the stuff that they they drew out where the the interconnecting of the personalities and what's real what's not what where what's going on like that stuff didn't feel drawn out where like the scarlet witch or wandavision at points of time I went this is going like they like they they're drawing this out a little too long like where are we going with this and i never felt that way with this show maybe maybe it is because i'm a bigger fan of this character but i don't think it dragged at all 
at any point in time. What do you do, guys? I mean, I th- if anything, I had fears it was going to be too short. And in, now, a, in a way it was because I just want more. <laughs> I felt like the pacing was good. I There were points where, and those points include now, where I'm like, I'm not entirely sure what's going on here. I think I get it. And I don't like if the the fact that I'm not I don't quite get it isn't stopping me from enjoying it. But um so I guess if anything in terms of pacing pacing it might have been a little rushed just because there were moments when I was like, Is this real? I don't know. I love that feeling every once in a while. Like when as we were as we were watching it. And I actually watched most of the episodes twice. And I was I still I still don't know what's going on. Like I, like is this is this all in his head? Like, like that whole the, the mental hospital, yeah, like I don't know if that's real. I think that was all in his head. But then at the end Harrow was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. That was some Joss Whedon level shit right there. Right there. That's just fucking weird. <laughs> Okay. Did you see the, the the one Easter egg that I caught by myself without any help from anybody else was in the final episode? Did you see it? Chris, you may... You may I mean, I don't... we watched the Nerdist videos immediately after, so we okay. did probably see it. So, so the Sienkiewicz psychiatric ward, I saw that. Uh-huh. That was that made my heart sing because he was a pivotal artist for Moon Knight. Like He gave the look uh, and the feel of Moon Knight what it is today, and I'm so glad that they actually incorporated that into the show in such a f- phenomenal way mm-hmm. um the bits and pieces of each of the episodes sort for me referenced volumes of moon knight so like this the psychiatric ward was a a volume of moon knight um that car scene in the the after credit scene that that visage of Kanchu, like that was straight off of a cover like that was and i was like wow they pulled that off because that's that's a tough feat to make look like fantastic and they made it look fantastic um all in all i think they did a good job of giving the comic fans what they needed as opposed to what they wanted and then i I haven't there's the amount of fan pages that I'm a part of for Moon Knight, it's overwhelmingly positive, which is shocking to me. Like, and then when the one person says something negative, everybody else is like, shut up. Like, look at for what it is. <laughs> you are a Moon Knight. If you are a Moon Knight fan, you know that none of this, it, none of the things that we have seen before make any sense later on. Or it, it just, it is that being a Moon Knight fan. It's. <sighs> I for for me, I knew it was probably going to be my favorite Marvel television show, but I guess that, that might can't make imagine me, why make me slightly biased. <laughs> the the unsung hero for me was F. Murray Abraham. Oh God, the voice of Conchu, pretty good. Conchu, so great. I love that guy's voice. I don't. I do. I really do. I think he did a great job. Everybody did it. Uh, uh, a good job with the, the the parts that they had to play. Um. So, what I want to see is what from this point forward, I don't need Moon Knight to be in the overall Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't. I don't need that. I don't want that. I want Marvel 
to take hold of that Netflix run and give me like the street level New York badass that Moon Knight is. Like put it with Daredevil, put it with like Luke Cage. I I almost said Iron Fist, but I stopped myself. Thank you. You're welcome. Like give me that and I I don't care what the story is, I will be over the moon. Like <laughs> him <laughs> him being in Egypt really didn't make sense to me. I under I mean after the fact like I guess him having to tie in like okay but for me Moon Knight is was in New York and LA those are the two places because he was a street level vigilante I don't know where they're going to go with this because now he's got mystical superpowers he's got regenerative capabilities like this is not the normal like Moon Knight was just a dude for a very long time (laughs) now he's a super dude and I'm really curious to see where they're going to go, if they're going to go anywhere with it. So, you guys got anything else that you want to bring to the table? Any questions? No, I don't think I have any questions. Okay. I think I was curious when um, you were talking about, like, his costume and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how- the, 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 costume, the costumes had nothing to do with the personalities. In no, the comics. I, I, I know that... Okay. So that was the first thing I was going to ask, mm-hmm. was they didn't have anything to do with the cost, uh, the personalities, right? So mm-hmm. that what was the deal? The Mr. Moon Knight version, what was that originally in the comics? He was Okay, so what ended up happening is at one point in time, um, Moon Knight was kicked out of the Avengers, and he was certified insane, and then he like they, they, the comic went away, and when it came back, he was Mr. Knight. He was being more civil or like more upfront about his vigilantism and he just changed his look it was an artistic choice that's what the comic book went with that's it he just changed his costume okay um the, the like I, I think i may have uh tied it into one of our feeds the the main moon knight garb that the you know the the, the mm-hmm. robes i don't know like the 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 you know what I'm talking about the the ribbons the the, the, the bandages bandages if you will and the wraps because the, technically yeah. it'd be wraps from that showed up in like an Elseworld version right that they homaged in to this um I heard I read somewhere that if so due to the fact they used the costumes to separate the personalities the thought that is if Jake was to got, have gotten a costume, it would have been more in line with the actual like Marvel Comics costume. There was a, a, a version that was more black than white. Um, it was a, a more current version, but they were trying to give him a, a, a much darker personality. Mm. And you could see that like Jake actually showed up in like <laughs> during the communication where um he was in the asylum and he threatens Arthur who is Dr. Arthur Harrow with the the glass pyramid that was mm-hmm. on his desk mm-hmm. when his face like his face actually changes and he's got a a a broken nose that was Jake 
Okay. And that came out later. I've read that somewhere. And his, he was manic. Like he was, he was, his soul, his person, that personality was so violent that they wanted to make sure that the costume represented that it was completely different. Mm-hmm. So that was, and there's, I don't know, there's half a dozen, if not more different variations of the Moon Knight costume. I did like the fact that they kept the, the crescent cape. Oh, that was cool. It was interesting to see Moon Knight fly. I didn't, I'm not used to that. He's more of a glider than anything, but yeah. He falls with style. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's a full cast of characters that they haven't touched on at all. Frenchie, who's like his, I don't know. I don't want to call him a sidekick, but he was like his his partner. Alfred? Yeah, eh, sort of. But Alfred was more of a a a, a fatherly figure for Batman. Uh-huh. <laughs> Frenchie is not that. Frenchie was a a, a compatriot, a, a comrade, if you will, from the the military days, and he just they just worked together. He was he flew the, the crescent copter and whatnot. So, you just said Crescent Copter. That's what it was called. Everything about Moon Knight was mooned. So, a lunar, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I think they did. I think they they did right by the character, which I was I was ha- I'm very happy with. I was kind of worried because I it, this could have gone anywhere because he's such an unknown character. They could have done anything with it, and they took care of it. And I and I appreciate that as a as a fan. So. I'm glad I'm that you glad got what that you, you wanted. Liked it. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It would have and, been a big bummer if you were unhappy with the show. Yeah, and, that would have been that would have been sad. It'd be like you know, it's. I mean, it would be like the first time. It would be like me being disappointed in the first live action Ninja Turtles movie. Like, right. Yes, but that would never happen because that's your favorite piece of all cinema. Exactly, it's it's the most perfect Somehow. movie ever made. But uh, <laughs> subsequent things hurt less because that movie exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> guys, oh, I can't even talk about it. <laughs> so I'm just I'm wait. I just want to hear that they're going to do more with him because they really, really can. So many opportunities, so many different yeah. directions that it can go in. He's just a really fun and interesting character, honestly. And it, it's hard for me to imagine that they would get Oscar Isaac to work on this role and then just do nothing with him. And no. and not for nothing, not like what you yes, do with Oscar Isaac. They did a very good job of making this character f- fun because that's not what I when someone asks me to describe Moon Knight, I do not say fun. <laughs> I, I literally it's a real to, jolly good time but like to make people understand because most people know who Batman is and I hate the the reference because he is not Marvel's Batman it did it, it not okay I say he's Batman-esque but had no problem killing people gets the job done like that's what Moon Knight was he was a human that had money gadgets and no qualms with killing people. <laughs> um, this is not that. How do you feel about the amount of Moon Knight stuff that exists now that's coming out? People becoming fans of it based off of the show versus you being an OG fan. Um, so 
as some people know superior? that I have I have spent a lot of money and a lot of my time and life collecting everything of Moon Knight. Which because, truthfully was not a lot by comparison. It was doable because it's not Spider-Man, it's not Batman. Like I had like I was up to 98% of every every comic book appearance of Moon Knight and that includes single panels and mm-hmm. covers and whatnot. Um stuff-wise, I was real close if not I think missing one piece because it was a repainted statue that was stupid expensive and I'm like I have the silver version I why do I need the white and blue one well I will get it if I can find it cheap enough um I'm going to throw a line in the sand if you will haha <laughs> that if it's the television show stuff I don't need to have it if I like it I'll get it like I just put in those the those I don't even know what you would call them. They were statues, 3D, res- re- 3D resin statues of the the encasement for Kanchu and and Amit. Like I think those are neat, and I would love to have those on the shelf. I don't need the pop of Moon Knight television version. I'll probably get it, but it's if it comes around, like if I can find it, I'm not going to hunt it down. Um, there's a lot. I'm not doing T-shirts. Like when something hits television. It's, 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 I don't want to say it's done, but like, that sounds negative. Like it's, they're just going to start making things for the sake of making things. If I like the t-shirt and it's interesting, I, I'll buy it, but I won't just buy it because it has Moon Knight on it, which is what right. I used to do. Um, it doesn't have to be in your collection. No, no, it does not. I mean, I, the figures, I saw the figures and I thought they were badass. So that's why I ordered them. Yeah. But that's it. Only if I like it. Well, I, well, I, and I'm, and I'm glad that he's getting the attention that I, I've always thought he deserved. Um, I just hope that this fuels, like, which unfortunately, more times than not, the television and the movies do not fuel the comics, which is a shame. But I hope that it does do something. That I hope it, it, it's, it's such an unknown character that it may give it another little jolt in the comic book world because it has a current running series right now and the current running series is actually really good it is not this show it's nowhere near this show it is like the easiest way for me to explain the the new moon knight comic is the blade series like the like the the blade yeah but instead of it being blade it's moon knight and I wonder about that because he was originally supposed to be introduced in a Blade television show when they first talked about it, like over a decade ago now, I mm-hmm. think. Because, well, originally Moon Knight, his first battle was with a werewolf. Right. And his first battle was... Werewolf wearing, by Night. Werewolf oh by my night. God, we know you. things. You know what the worst part about that is? Werewolf by Night, his real name is Jack Russell. Yep. <laughs> 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 oh, and his original costume was silver... Because he was fighting a werewolf and it protected him. Nothing to do with white. That guy, they want to see me come. I, none of that bullshit. He was protecting himself. He wore silver. Hey, you stop it. I like that quote. <laughs> but like, that's that's the realm that he played in more. He played in the dark, violent, not, I mean, Stephen Grant. I mean, it's a, it's a cute interpretation. He's meek. It's very different. Yeah, I was surprised at how you responded to the interpretations of the different personalities because it seemed like 
that was the kind of departure from the comics that like as a fan of you know you guys have seen how i am there's certain things that i'm like yeah that's okay and then there's others where i'm like what the fuck like there was a whole 13 issue at least a 13 issue arc of mark specter being in an insane asylum mm-hmm. so we didn't know who was there was very little moon knight i mean moon knight showed up when he put a a, a, a pillowcase on his head drew a crescent moon on it yeah. like that was a complete departure from what moon knight was normally yeah so every time i just i just looked at this you as like oh, this is the next the next volume of moon knight there gotcha. it is okay um then it's great that he's had that kind of adaptability and flexibility in his writing and storytelling and stuff like that because other properties you wouldn't be so like it's not so easy to just accept it a, a variation like that on, on i'm willing to bet like this is one of the only characters that has that adaptability like there's no there's no baseline for moon knight except Conchu now and that wasn't even at the beginning but now it's Conchu. i love Conchu so much i'm sorry he was such a great part of the show for me the gods the way they did the gods in this show i loved it yeah like and the 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 vessels that they use and like they they just they thought about it a lot and they yeah. they put a lot of love into it which is which is what it deserves um but that's i mean when it comes to spider-man it's only so far you can go there's only mm-hmm. so much there's only so much that character could flex before it breaks and then you're like no that's not spider-man anymore yeah um Batman, Superman, like all the big ones, like that's the same. And then there are certain characters that they have worked with, like the Winter Soldier, like Falcon, like they are unknowns-ish. They're not as known as others, but they didn't flex those characters. They didn't bend them to the point at all. Those characters that we saw on the screen or, you know, on the television were very close to the comic book versions. The Maybe the departure would be... Um, Scarlet Witch, but yeah. that was a thematic choice, I guess. They wanted to build this world around the fact that she is this powerful of a human being, which that that makes sense for the character because she is that. She literally, with a whisper, made all of mutants go away. Mm-hmm. That That's how powerful that character is. So... Mm-hmm. Multiverse Madness was a good time. Yeah. Hey, uh, there was a. I know it's a news story, but yeah. you're just. It reminded me of something you're saying. There was a Feige recently commented on the whole thing with Miss Marvel's powers being different, mm-hmm. and uh, it was something to the effect of like her powers being what they were were designed because of things that were going on in the world of comics at the time. The way her powers are in this show are going to be designed around things that are happening in the MCU at this time. Gotcha. This is very interesting. They don't like Stretchy. (laughs) (laughs) He has a problem (laughs) with Stretchy Paros. Yeah. That's like a whole other thing. I don't know if we want to be getting into that now. We'll talk about it because there's there's a a, a news article or two that will pop up next, next recording because that's coming soon. That's coming down the pipe. And if you guys have been hearing grumblings in the background, our cat has been throwing in his two cents about how much he loves Moon Knight too. <laughs> the answer is meow, meow, meow. meow it's, it's more like meow because it's very, it's a very smoker's meow. <laughs> well, He's folks, out the day. I'm exhausted. All it's right. time for me to go to bed. Absolutely. I'm glad we all 
got together, got finally got to talk about it. So to answer everybody's question, I enjoyed it. It was good. Watch it. Enjoy Yay, it. Yay, Moon Knight's awesome. Everyone should watch it. And, and our flag means death. Watch it at the same time. Post your thoughts about Moon Knight in Discord. If you have questions for Evan, get him into the Discord server. So I make will him look. Make him engage. I do every once in a while. I do. Right. <sighs> All, All right. right. So uh that will that's it. Uh we Chris, give us the spiel. Please. The spiel. This week's episode is not filmed before a live studio audience, but it is fueled by feedback from listeners like you. And you can get in touch with us in a multitude of ways. We have an official Geekade Discord where there's an entire this week's episode channel dedicated to all things TV talk. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through the official Geekade channels or more specific Twepcast accounts. And of course, the four of us can be found in various ways. I'm available on Twitter at Geekade Chris, that's Geekade K R I S, and you can read my work at StoneAgeGamer.com or in the pages of Nintendo Force magazine karen what about you i can be found at stm stitches on facebook instagram twitter etsy and tiktok angie where can people find you angelafurnot.com and evan where can people find you uh check out tales of cape fear on both instagram and facebook if you need to know more about the shows we discussed tonight or what we'll be watching in the future, have a look at our show notes. And if you have any other questions at all, we can always be reached at mailatgeekade.com. Just include the words this week's episode in the subject line so we know who you're trying to reach. This show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. And wherever you decide to listen, please like, comment, subscribe, and leave reviews because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, as always, keep your eyes on Geekade for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. All right. Once again, I apologize for being late. Work was wonky. I thank you guys for for holding it down until I got here. Um, as per my notes, Karen, you have That's the next me. pick after next next week's news. So, what do we got? What's the homework? Uh, it's a show that's been on my radar for a couple months. I've heard really great things. I have not seen it at all, um, and I'm not really sure whether I'm gonna like it because the genre is not my typical. Mm. But I would like for us to check out the first episode of Yellow Jackets from Showtime. Okay. Oh, okay. Yellow Jackets. Season one episode. Season one, I'm assuming, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Season one, episode one. All right. There you go. There's your homework, everyone. Yellow Jackets, season one, episode one. Uh, like I said, in a couple of, in two weeks, we got news. And next month, that's your homework. So, from all of us here at this week's episode... I'm Evan. I'm Angie. <laughs> Lighter skaters. Oh, good. The idiot's in charge. <laughs> <laughs> good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.